Welcome to Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. We give vitalistic chiropractors a chance to learn from the best around the world, discovering how they overcame their challenges and achieved success. In order for chiropractic to thrive, we must have thriving chiropractors. Now listen up, it's time to crush the curse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and uh, I have another return guest. Uh, we're heading down to Sydney, Australia, and uh, I get to reintroduce Dr. Nimrod, Nimrod Winner. Uh, um, I say Weiner. That's what, that's what I say, right? It's Weiner. It's actually Weiner. With a yeah. V. My it goodness. was a German background, yeah. Yes, okay, German background. So I totally annihilated it the first time. I just told, told Brandy right before the call, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is name wrong on the first podcast, and I'm so sorry. And uh, I think I've only annihilated about five or six of my guest's names in your one. So I'm sorry. <laughs> well, mine's a common one to annihilate in all situations. <laughs> That's a, it's great. Okay. So, um, so anybody who is listening to this, uh, we're not going to go into a bunch of his background story. So if all you need to do is go to www.drdonmcdonald.com and you can listen to his first podcast we did because we talk all about his origin story and in chiropractic practice. But today what I thought I would bring him on for is he has a very interesting blog and, um, you know, in, in chiropractic, we've had you know, lots of challenges in the, you know, the political world and, and we have the so-called evidence-based people and then saying that the vitalistic people are like our anti-science and all this kind of weird stuff. And, and so a kind of a little bit of a breath of fresh air has been um, Dr. Nimrod's blog. And, uh, and so I, I want to first ask you to maybe give us some, uh, what were your inspiring, what, what inspired you actually to create this blog in the first place? And then we'll dive into a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you for those words. It's it's kind and it me- really means a lot. Uh, I, I guess uh, what inspired me was uh, we need to shift the needle in chiropractic. And uh, for me, I've been involved in politics and boards of chiropractic for many years and, and before that, before chiropractic as well. Uh, and so looking at the politics, I think politics has changed uh, in general for professions and, and chiropractic is a brilliant example of that. Uh, and the power is going to come down to the people, to the chiropractors. Um, and so for me, uh, I think that the more that the individual chiropractors, the grassroots can be inspired to uh, make change, to get involved, to be courageous, to take brave steps forwards, uh, the more that we can get this profession to be what we want it to be. So uh, all of those points obviously have a lot to explore. You know, who are the chiropractors that should be making decisions? How do those decisions and power get used? Uh, what change do we want to create? Uh, and so those are some of the topics that, uh, that I like to explore. And that's why your, your compliment means so much to me, because uh, that's exactly what I want to achieve, that um, people do have a different take, a different look at what we're doing as a profession, where we're going, what we should be doing, and making choice for ourselves of, of how to uh, change the course of the future. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, especially because in Canada, we've had lots of rumblings in Canada. And, yeah. and the interesting thing is it seems like there's been the, the few who have made a decision on the direction of where chiropractic is going. And, and the more, and actually, we, we spent the first bit of time kind of like kind of arguing or fighting with those leaders. Um, and now we've realized we, we need to actually do exactly what you're saying is we need to actually just turn our attention away from those leaders and actually towards the chiropractors 
Because as we go around Canada, we have a group in Canada, we talk all around our province and, and the more chiro chiropractors we talk to, they are, are they're mortified. Like a lot of these chiropractors just, you know, living their life, working in practice. It's like, Oh, everything's good. Yeah. And then when they hear the stories of what are coming down the line, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing. I mean, it brings up a couple of points. First of all, you know, people, tend not to be as well informed about politics as uh, as us who get involved in politics are which is a natural part of it and you know a lot of people think that that's apathy on the part of a lot of chiropractors but uh, i think it's just you know we get bogged down in the busyness of our practice and uh, and also part of it is also a feeling that we can't make a change on the political scene so why even get involved but uh, i think in general in society those those power plays are changing uh, and we're seeing that in many different ways in, in politics in general around the world with the environmental action and, uh, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and uh, women's rights and all those sorts of things. It's coming much more and more to grassroots uh, and it will do in chiropractic as well. And so uh, in the transition of paradigms, uh, we, we can pull the power more towards the grassroots and away from those really stagnant hierarchical uh, bodies um, that traditionally it's, it's been held in. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, I'll ask you this because you've been, been involved in politics for so long. Um, this is some of the comments we've heard from some of the chiropractors who are now just hearing about it and maybe they're hearing about it for the last, say, three or four months. And, um, and, and so they say, like, now I'm like go, getting totally depressed or I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like, or I'm like, totally think someone's watching me or I'm like, they're getting like paranoid. And, and what kind of advice would you have so that you can still be sort of involved and aware with politics, but don't let it like fire your stress response and like make you ill. <laughs> yeah. And see, I, you know, uh, I've been through all of those cycles many, many times and it's hard not to, uh, not to get depressed. I think the thing to do, you know, look at it this way. If, if you have a new person who comes to you in practice and you lay out how bad they are and how bad things are going to get for them, if they keep going down the path that they're at, um, that can be a useful motivation, but what's more useful is to go, okay, that's the reality. That's where we think things are heading. Now let's take baby steps. Let's take one step at a time to get you healthier and to build that momentum of health within your body. And I think it's the same thing for us in chiropractic with politics, you know, become aware of the reality, see the picture, see where it potentially is heading, what trajectory it's on in the future. And they go, okay, what's the one small step I can take to build momentum in the right direction for politics for me personally as a chiropractor within my community and for chiropractic in general as well. And, uh, you know, it's the bite-sized pieces. And we never know how those small little pieces in a connected world like today are going to have huge leverage that could just be the one thing that spins the profession in the right direction. Well, and that's really cool because I just uh, had an interview with uh, Phil McMaster from the, the president of New Zealand School. And the, the funny thing is that he became a chiropractor just because a chiropractor put on a, on a, on a, on a prospective student night in New Zealand and it wasn't even for a school. And so the right. guy just put on, like, for people who might be interested in chiropractic, and that little leadership step yep. helped, helped to form Dr. Phil McMaster which has had a huge influence on the chiropractic profession. So it shows how little, little steps you can do can see like yeah. things you never even know. what They really can. Is. And, you know, Phil probably had that student night a couple of decades ago. Yeah. Um, whereas today we live in a world where you and I are connecting on totally different time zones across the world instantaneously. And the, the leverage power that that has is phenomenal. 
And that's where, uh, you know, this, we do live in a different time where uh, we can, you know, just connecting makes a big difference. Just taking one small step in a connected world is going to have huge ramifications. And so I think, you know, don't, don't let the stress response be what rules you or what guides you. Um, use it as information to uh, inform you uh, about the potential reality and potential trajectory we're on. And then uh, go back to taking one healthy step that brings more vitality towards the profession. And, uh, and I think the other thing we added just with some of our uh, meetings we've had in Alberta and around Canada is that we also can't, um, like, we, we also need to delay gratification because this is not going to be a quick fix where you just do one thing and it's all going to be set up. Like, it, it's like, it's going to be for the long run, right? Where, like, we need to be involved and support each other and support those that are taking leadership positions too. Like, there's, there's like the 4% of the, you know, the pot of the population that will actually do stuff. And there's 4% of the, the professional do stuff. And so for the people that are stepping up uh, in our brand, it's like super important to even support them too. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. And you know, uh, as, as you personally know, it's a, it's an exhausting uh, resource laden thing to do. And that can be what puts a lot of people off. Uh, and I understand that those those sorts of roles are not for everyone, but it doesn't mean you yourself as a chiropractor can't take a leadership role in political change. You're just doing it in a more local level. And that's equally as important, uh, especially in this connected world. We put the challenge out that if every chiropractor just rallied five, mm. we'd be, we'd be rocking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Listen to yeah. this. Every chiropractor yeah. out there, rally five. Maybe. Rally five. Rally five, just organize a little group, meet and do something. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you know, part of, part of that is becoming informed about uh, the situation, uh, discussing it with the four other chiropractors around you uh, and um, coming up with one meaningful thing to do, just a small thing uh, locally between the group of you. And then what I would say is take that group of five and connect it with another group of five, because I think there's a lot of power in that. Uh, totally. If two groups come together and discuss uh, what um, has emerged for them individually, then suddenly that's going to explode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, that's cool. And I think this is great that now this is kind of getting us to be a grassroots level. And I know, um, are, are you aware of some stuff in Australia that's been gathering? Cause you guys have had lots of challenges with the, with the chill, with the child issue and all stuff. Like what have you, what have you heard has been going on in Australia? It's been on the, the, the good news front for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I mean, uh, the, the child thing is, is uh, consuming a lot of energy, a lot of focus. Um, in a way, it's good because it's brought a lot of chiropractors to be more informed about what is happening yeah. um, and a little bit more of a focused action as well. Um, uh, I must commend our uh, big national association, the ACA, for uh, the effort that they're putting into it. Um, they've uh, not been so vitalistically focused in the recent years. Uh, and this is the, they've, they've really um, stepped up the game for, for doing what they can to ensure that we can keep seeing car, uh, kids as chiropractors. Uh, as well as being more informed, individual chiropractors are getting together more and discussing this issue and uh, asking the very important question of, of what can I do? So uh, we've had um, uh, some surveys go out, uh, some uh, um, uh, feedback uh, come in at all sorts of different levels. Uh, and really chiropractors getting together uh, and discussing it. Um, one thing that's been quite good is uh, I've been involved with a group of chiropractors in Sydney that has gotten together now for six or seven years, about every one to two months, oh, uh, discussing, uh, yeah, so helping each other be more successful uh, in a very practical way. And so that means 
discussing things um, that are relevant to practice, uh, which may be philosophy, maybe technique, maybe uh, business sort of stuff, but also politics. And so, um, you know, us getting together has, has been one of these emergent things that, um, that's been very useful to, to help each other be more present and, and be more focused in, in what we're doing. There we go. We got it. We have to have pods. We have pods all over the planet. That's right. And then yeah, we, that's we right. connect. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in the old hierarchy, we used to, you know, go to seminars once a year and uh, learn from uh, the gurus on the stage. And I think in this new model, we can learn from each other. There's a wealth of knowledge that we all hold. Um, and there's no reason why we can't help each other to be that one small step better uh, on Monday morning. Uh, as a result of that. And, and this network society that we live in really allows us to do that. Mm, that's awesome. Okay. Well, let's, let's dig a little bit into your um, blog. <laughs> I said, I was just saying, um, let's, I just asked uh, uh, Dr. Nimrod just to pick like a, about three posts that he got some good traction on. Like, and I know we've seen a few of the posts that we've been sharing in, in our Canadian chiropractors group and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I just had him pick out three of the, of the topics and then what we'll do is we'll go over the title of them and then just discuss each one a little bit, just to give you guys a little bit of taste of what the blog's about. And then I'm sure, can you, what's the web, like how can people find your blog? What's the, what's the URL? Uh, so it's, it's on WordPress uh, and it's under my name, Nimrod Viner. Um, uh, possibly best just to put that up on, on your uh, link. Is that the easiest thing to do? A hundred percent. We'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll get that. Uh, well, hopefully we we'll get that put up on, on, um, in our show notes on drdonmcdonald.com. So do you, do you actually have like a URL? Is it just, is uh, it, or yes, is but it? it's a WordPress one. So I can't remember what it, it's something okay. like wordpress.com slash Nimrod Biner. Okay. So. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll put it, we'll put it in, the, we'll get it in the show notes. That'll be my, my name is unique enough that if you get the spelling right, then, uh, I'm sure there won't be too many others. <laughs> well, so I mean, if you get the spelling right, then you might get the pronunciation wrong, but then uh, <laughs> I, I had the spelling right. I just totally messed up. <laughs> so, so, um, we'll go to the first, the first blog article that you had mentioned and, uh, and the title of it was on experiencing magnificence. And, and I was wondering if you, you know, like not read it through it, but just kind of talk about kind of the essence of it and kind of what inspired that and uh, maybe give the listeners a little bit of a idea of what that's, that one's about. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, for me, the thing that turns me on about chiropractic is it's, it's grand philosophy and it's absolutely totally different paradigm and approach to the world, to anything that's out there. And uh, so when we look at that, you know, one of the first things obviously that we recognize is that there's an intelligence within the body that is telling the body what to do uh, every second of every day. Uh, and that's an intelligence that uh, regardless of how good we get computationally with our technology, we would never be able to compete with it because it's not just a computational thing. Uh, it's mm -hmm. actually making choices that are right for us uh, on, a, on a, a level that is far beyond just uh, the ability to compute what's going on in the body. And uh, that intelligence, when it's allowed to work freely and to its full extent, allows our, uh, our self, our being, our entirety to, to function in life to a much greater level. And uh, part of that is uh, what uh, what is us experiencing life? So when we experience life, it, it's not just about the sensations. Am I feeling hot? Am I cold? Am I, uh, you know, um, uh, feeling alert and energetic or not? Uh, but it's it's also everything that's meaningful for us. So it's you know how I'm enjoying the sunshine and uh, the starry night and uh, having my loved one next to me or my child next to me 
and uh, how I feel about how I went in practice today or didn't go in practice today. And all of those really meaningful moments which come through our experiences in, into our level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, this has been a really interesting topic to delve into over the last couple of years. Uh, but what I've realized is that our level of consciousness is uh, liberated uh, and expressed by our ability for our innate intelligence to do its job at its best. So breaking that down, consciousness or experience is really how we perceive the world around us, how we interpret that, and then how we respond to it. And, and all of three of those are very much tied into innate intelligence. And so taking this line further, uh, if we're subluxated, we, we don't experience the world as well. We don't uh, perceive it, interpret it, or respond to it to as great a degree. And so we're, we're limiting or stunting our, our level of conscious experience of the world and how magnificent our life is for us. And so when we get adjusted, and we know this, people jump off the table and they take a breath of fresh air or they, their eyes open up and have that gleam or they can look at the world and, and uh, you know, experience it to a greater degree and, and enjoy the day a lot more. In mm-hmm. other words, the adjustment is, is liberating our ability for our consciousness to work at a higher level and for us to have more magnificence in life, to be able to look at the sunrise with uh, you know, more open eyes, to have more meaning, more fulfillment, more moments of joy and awe uh, as a result of, of being less subluxated and innate intelligence working better. And so for me, that's, it, it's, those, it's the ability to have a magnificent life that is really what we're giving to people through chiropractic uh, and and that is far beyond uh, you know just symptomatic relief or uh, just allowing someone to have more flexibility or better posture, which are all things that we do. But uh, but the moments they're going to remember at the end of their life are the magnificent moments, and we gift those to to people. Uh, and uh, that's our philosophy put to to the highest level that that we can. And to me, that in itself is magnificent. Yeah. And I think too, um, you know, for the practicing chiropractor, I, I think how you can use this um, blog post probably is just remembering that because it's so funny how sometimes we just get, um, you know, just used to just adjust. You're just used to seeing the normal things. Oh yes. And they, they tell you these stories of the magnificence they might be experiencing. And you're like, Oh yeah, no, I totally know. Like you're almost yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's almost like it's nice for the chiropractor to wake up and, and actually experience the magnificence because sometimes whether it's politics or you got, you know, stuff with your business or you got stuff with family or you got other stuff that it can kind of distract you away from, from, from that magnificence. So it's kind of it goes, I think it goes two ways almost, right? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also a reminder for us to keep getting adjusted and getting our own innate <laughs> intelligence working at its best so that we can enjoy those moments with the people that we are adjusting as deeply and as thoroughly as, as we should be and uh, bring that into our own level of consciousness and experience, as you're saying, to, to those are the magnificent moments that we ourselves will remember when someone does jump off the table and uh, life is just so much better for them as a result of, uh, of their conscious experience, as a result of their innate intelligence working at a higher level. That's cool. Well, that's good. Okay. Now we're going to our second blog post. And, and this one seems like this one might be a little bit more, a little bit more in depth to, to talk about this one. Uh, you call it, it's called chiropractic's three chains of logic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that when we extend philosophy out into, uh, science and it's, it's application, uh, the injunction of our philosophy through practice, 
Um, then our philosophy tells us uh, three basic things. And if we summarize them, the first, as I mentioned just now, is that innate intelligence is running the body. Um, the second one is that uh, that uh, expression of the innate intelligence can get interfered with through the subluxation. And the third step is that we can actually do something about that interference by adjusting a person. And so in this blog post, I, I broke down those three points into what are called logical sequences or chains of logic, uh, which is actually something that's used in science and very much in research. If we can break down an idea into logical steps, we can analyze it, we can assess it, we can explore it, we can research it and test it for validity and um, reproducibility and applicability as well. Uh, but the blog post doesn't go that deep. Uh, what, what it basically does is it says, look, for innate intelligence to do this job, this amazing job, it needs to uh, run its information over the nerves. That means transmission. And then that needs to be expressed uh, uh, in the tissue cells and in the brain cells. And all of that allows innate intelligence to do one of its jobs, which is for us to adapt to what's happening to us in our environment and to do it as well as possible. And if we are doing that, if we're adapting at the highest level, then we're going to have maximal health and we'll have maximal magnificence of life uh, in all realms of life uh, as a result of that. Um, and that's a chain of logic that uh, I laid out. The second one is uh, the subluxation. And so it says that transmission happens over the nerves. The subluxation interferes with that. And that means that the expression is less, it means the adaptability is less, and then it means functions go down, health goes down, and we don't have as magnificent experience uh, of our conscious life uh, in uh, our body, mind, and spirit um, throughout our life. And then the third chain of logic uh, addresses the adjustment. It says the adjustment uh, helps the body restore that interference, uh, sorry, restore that communication by decreasing the interference, uh, which allows, again, greater transmission, greater expression, greater adaptability, greater function, greater health, and uh, more magnificence in our life. And so sometimes it's easy for us to forget that, some, that chiropractic is based on these three fundamental principles, these three logical principles, and these three easy principles, and that each of those can be broken down into these easy to understand points uh, of logic um, that are very testable, but they're also easy to communicate to people in our practice. And I think that the more that we can help people understand these points in, in our practice, the more that uh, they get the importance of being checked uh, for subluxations throughout their life for them and for their entire family, uh, because it just makes sense. Uh, that's right. all there is to it. And this is, you know, coming back to a question you asked earlier about kids in practice. Um, these chains of logic show that, regardless of your age, regardless of the condition of your nerves, regardless of how much innate intelligence is expressing or not in your life, it always makes sense to, to get checked for subluxations. Now, um, I, I just want to throw in a, an argument from the other side, from the other part of our spectrum. And, mm -hmm. and, and so like right now, um, like I think a lot of it's stuff with the, the World Federation of Chiropractic is saying that we say subluxation is a bone out of alignment, putting pressure on a nerve, uh, which causes all disease. <laughs> now, now we, we know now that, you know, you can still have an interference in the nerves that way, but we're also understanding, and again, especially with a lot of work, work from the Australia Spinal Research Foundation, that subluxation is a lot of, is like the movement is information to your brain. So, how would you differentiate kind of the old model of, of subluxation um, to kind of a little bit more of the new model of subluxation that we've learned 
and how, how does it fit in here and how would you, how would you kind of discuss those two things? Uh, how much time do we have left on this podcast? Let me just we let still me have time. Uh, so first of all, uh, there's a, a couple of points to correct. And, and one of the points that uh, actually I'm going to correct you, Don, is that when you say the old model of subluxation, uh, when you actually look back through our history, going back to D.D. Palmer, um, you know, that guy in 1895 that uh, had a bit of an influence on us. Yes. Uh, a lot of his model of subluxation uh, is still very valid, still very correct, and still very needs a lot of exploration. And even back then, one of his first students was, was a dissenter of that model who, uh, you know, applied a very medicalized, machinated, uh, materialistic view of the subluxation. And so uh, the, the adjective they use, the old model of subluxation, I, I disagree with that because I think that... Um, there's, there's some of the old model of GD's model that is still very relevant and mm-hmm. some of the old model of the dissenters that is, that is not very relevant. Uh, so um, it, just because we have a newer interpretation doesn't mean that it's, it's more valid. Um, and Simon Sensen has done an amazing job at uh, looking at this. So he's just published 10 uh, articles on the history of the subluxation and the different models. So I'd encourage anyone who's interested to have a look at that. Um, I, should, I, should, I should apologize because I, I kind of met my old model. <laughs> Because when I went to my chiropractor, right. it was the foot on the hose. Right. So I meant my, yeah. in my brain, it was my old model of subluxation. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. I think it's yeah. important that we understand these terms because one of the arguments we have is uh, that, uh, you know, some models came up at certain times and so they're not valid. And, and that's not a true argument. We should, we should understand our, our own facts. But I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Look, the, the foot on the hose model uh, is one that, um, you know, was a fantastic analogy for the time that, uh, that it happened. And uh, it's just not scientifically true. Now, sometimes these sorts of analogies are really useful in, in practice. And sometimes we do use them uh, as a, a blunt instrument of communication. And I think that um, that, that can be okay. Uh, but what we do understand is that um, the, uh, the more current scientific understanding is that what happens through nerves that's important for us in chiropractic is more about the transmission of information through the afferent fibers up to the brain, the brain's interpretation of that, and then coordination of the body through the efferent nerves back out. And the subluxation, while it affects the efferent nerves, uh, probably has a greater part to play in the afferent nerves and then in the transmission of information up to the brain, confusing the brain on what's going on in the body and confusing the message as it comes back out through the efferent nerves to coordinate the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, that seems to be, uh, as you said, through what we've been exploring through the Australian Spinal Research Foundation, that seems to be the model that is a lot more relevant. Uh, it's relevant because the confusion to the brain is huge and it's global, so it affects a large part of the brain. Yeah. Uh, and it um, has long-term effects also, so that when it's there chronically or for a large period of time, then it uh, starts to change the map in the brain so that the map in the brain uh, is no longer correct regardless of what information is coming in, which requires neuroplastic changes to, to then um, reset that map. Uh, so this is a very exciting area and it's very current with um, the contemporary uh, neurology and um, neurophysiology that's being explored. Um, and also came back to, to a much earlier point that I made about consciousness. It seems to affect those areas in the brain that seem to be related to consciousness as well. So uh, for me, it's, um, it's a model that makes sense to explore at the moment to see how valid and, and reliable it is uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, those, those 
dissenters that, that say that uh, the subluxation is only a, a mechanistic thing. Um, what can I say? It's just not true. It's a, it's a model that, that works in a very blunt way um, to say it's a foot on the hose, but, uh, but there's, there's so much more nuance and so much more contemporary understanding that we go way beyond that understanding mm -hmm. of, of subluxation. Well, and then just your view, your viewpoint too, and your opinions on, uh, on the statement that they'd say that um, vitalistic chiropractors say that subluxation causes all disease. Like, like so again uh whoever said that <laughs> well actually i mean again if we look at the history there was an ad put out uh by the palmers in, uh way back when in the early 19th century that that made that claim but it was one single ad and uh the, the centers keep you know touting that um that that's what we all say um and it it's it's not true uh historically it's not true logically or rationally um, and we just need to move beyond that. It's a stupid point to even, you know, keep getting back to. I mean, there's so much more to discuss uh, and so much more fiery debates we can have. Let's just leave that one alone. It's, it's dumb. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> next time they bring it up, we'll say that's dumb. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the uh, next one. Um, and this is more of the, the, well, we get to the political view as we're talking about that. Um, and uh, this one's called Passively Watching Its Demise. I wonder if you dive into that post a bit. Yeah, so this, I know that this post got a little bit heavy and uh, a little bit emotional as well. Uh, it's, it's basically a continuation of what we just did. So we looked at the magnificence of our philosophy, we passed it through our science, and then the next step is to look at, well, what can we actually do about this in the political arena? And as we said earlier in the podcast, Politics doesn't mean only on a global organizational association-based level. It can also mean for you within your practice or within your community or with a group of local chiropractors as well. And so the first question it asks is if we are seeing the demise of chiropractic, if we're seeing uh, something like chiropractic dwindle, uh, we have a choice. We can either watch it passively as if it's happening on a TV uh, or we can take a, uh, an active role in what's happening to try and change course. Um, and again, the, taking that active role doesn't have to be a big step. It can be as small as just getting informed or doing something with your local community or doing something with local chiropractors. Um, but uh, that choice is a value-based choice, uh, which means that um, it's, uh, the first question to ask is, how does what's happening sit uh, with the congruency and integrity I have with the values I have? And so possibly the first step for you is to ask yourself, what are my values that are relevant to chiropractic? And many of us haven't taken that step. And that can be a really important and very powerful step for the rest of our lives as well. Uh, and then the next step is to, to say, well, given that I want to take part in creating a different future for chiropractic, uh, then I have to acknowledge that uh, my view of what that future may be could be very different from yours, Don, or very different from the other people, chiropractors in our group of five chiropractors. Yeah. Um, and so each of us have a different view of what a successful profession means for me. And we need to acknowledge that, that uh, we each have a different view. And, and someone's view may not be uh, more correct than another person's. And this is something that has been held by the old guard of chiropractic, that the people sitting at the top of the politics have the right view of what the future of chiropractic should be because they magically should. There's no <laughs> good logical reason for that. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, we all have valid views of what we want for the profession. And so the question then becomes, well, how do we uh, individually, we as a group of chiropractors and we as chiropractic choose what we think 
is the future to pursue? And then how do we make the choice of what steps, what action steps to take to get us closer towards that, that future? And all of that brings about an important question, which is um, a question of power, a question of uh, how do, does power get distributed? Now, again, in the old model, it got distributed in a very stagnant, very hierarchical, top-down view. And we can see that in a lot of organizations and associations, not only in chiropractic, but around the world. Mm -hmm. um, government is a brilliant example of, of how stagnant and hierarchical that is. Uh, but we have a new way of doing that. And power can do, be distributed through a network, uh, which is a lot more aligned with uh, you know, the vitalistic ideas of chiropractic, mm -hmm. um, that every cell, every member, every person has an equal stance, an equal ability to change things. And that change comes about through us individually and through playing that out through the network, through connecting uh, with other people, with, with five chiropractors around us, uh, and through networks connecting to networks. Um, and we have an ability to do that today in a way that we never have uh, before. And so it's, this blog post kind of asks the chiropractor to recognize all of those steps, that chiropractic is possibly on a demise that we each um, have a choice. Do I passively sit by and watch it like a TV drama unfolding in front of me? Or do I take a step? Uh, what are my value-based choices? Um, do I choose to uh, employ power in the new way? How do I go about doing that? And uh, let's just make a change. Let's, let's create a different future. Uh, and I think the biggest point for this is that, um, uh, that the choice we each have is the magnificent gift that chiropractic has uh, to humanity is really the only thing that uh, we have to offer. That all falls back on that original chat we were having in this podcast about the philosophy of chiropractic, that what the world is hungering for, what it's needing is us to have a different paradigm and to bring that different paradigm to people's attention so they can make better choices that are healthier for them that allow the magnificence of their life to unfold. And uh, that is the stance we should be uh, taking that uh, it's all or nothing about that, about the magnificence of our philosophy, um, that it's not about the foot on the hose. It's not about back pain or headaches. Uh, it's not about helping people be out of pain within six visits. Uh, it's about experiencing life to its depth and meaning and awe uh, as a result of people's innate intelligence working better and people having a more magnificent life. It's about our philosophy, our focus around that. And uh, as a profession, we should be making a choice that that is a future we want to bring to humanity. Uh, and so what can I as an individual chiropractor in this networked 2019 do to move the needle towards that? Now, um, we were joking around uh, setting up the podcast to so say we were going to figure out all the problems of all the profession and, uh, and solve them all today, which, <laughs> which is always just fun to try. But um, like if, if, what would be your vision and, and what, what do you think would, ha would have to happen to be able to move the needle? Because we already know on an individual basis, chiropractors can kind of connect. Um, but what do you think, like more on a, on a global basis, what kind of things might have to shift in order to make a difference? Uh, my vision is for humanity living to a greater state of being uh, at a higher level of consciousness, expressing life with more meaning, fulfillment, or magnificence, and all of that as a result of uh, the chiropractic paradigm and principles uh, being taught to them. And there are other keys in life. Chiropractic is not everything, but uh, the paradigm that we hold is a true gift to humanity. Uh, and so I work towards helping humanity do that. And we can do that on an individual level through our practice, very important to do, 
and we can do it on a professional level as well. Um, and so my vision for the profession is to uh, acknowledge this amazing gift that we have for humanity and to um, draw a line in the sand to say, this is what we have to give. This is what is important for us as a profession. It's these philosophies, this paradigm, this worldview that uh, is, is what we should be charging behind and bringing to the forefront. Uh, and so this is going to take a very different way of thinking for us uh, as humanity, but also for us as a profession politically. Uh, and so I think that uh, what we need to do is we need to get very clear about um, the, the fundamental importance of our philosophy, our paradigm, our worldview, and being clear about that. And I would love for chiropractors who believe in the magnificence of our philosophy to band together and to um, bring that power to the, to the mass of chiropractic by acknowledging how important that is and defining uh, our political action as a result of uh, congruency with that. Uh, and so I think for me personally, it's going to take um, being very clear about what our philosophy is and how important that is. And I'm talking not at a granular level because we'll always have discussions about what specific definition of chiropractic or the subluxation or the adjustment is important for us or uh, right. what technique may be better than another or all of those sorts of questions. Really important questions, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about at a more uh, zoomed out approach. Yeah. yeah. And to say, this is what's important for us and this is what's going to shift the needle for chiropractic and for humanity. And we need to stand behind this as a group, uh, as a niche, as a coming together, as a collective. And so part of what it, that's going to take beyond acknowledging that and rallying behind it is also for our side of the profession to stop being so stupid about fragmenting each other. Um, <laughs> because I don't understand that at a time when we have infighting from the opposite side of the profession as well as from outside the profession, that we should be splitting ourselves up within the niche of chiropractic that understands the beauty of our philosophy and the importance of checking and adjusting subluxations. We, mm -hmm. we need to drop that pettiness uh, and come at it with curiosity and compassion and connection and a desire to contribute greatly to the future of chiropractic and to the future of humanity. Yeah, because we're already a small enough percentage as it is, let alone then you splinter it even more, right? Then, and, and the more you splinter it, the less power you have on a global, global scale, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And again, coming back to the point that I made earlier, that uh, you know, we used to kind of work in silos uh, geographically, um, and we just don't need to do that anymore. And so I would love to see, and one of the things I would like to work on, is uh, chiropractors around the world who... Um, understand the importance of our philosophy and associations around the world to understand the uh, importance of our philosophy uh, bringing our power together um, because the emergent power of that will be phenomenal and will be world-changing. Mm -hmm. well, that's cool. Awesome. Well, um, again, I like to leave the last few minutes again just for words of inspiration and uh, for all those chiropractors out there, what, what kind of words do you want to leave here at the, at the end of the, the podcast? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, coming back to a point that you made much earlier, which is an important point uh, about being stressed out by the situation of things. And we can see that, you know, in all sorts of politics around the world at the moment, mm -hmm. things are moving more and more towards being factioned and being conservative in terms of uh, uh, us against them sort of ideas. And it's true in chiropractic as well. And I think that uh, it's important to take a breath to slow our um, you know, sympathetic system down and, and fire up the parasympathetic to 
do the things that are right for us and to lean into hope. And uh, I don't mean hope as a way, as an aloof term, but uh, hope that the understanding that the truth of what we have will prevail uh, and that truth is, is fundamental. And that hope also comes from uh, having a plan. So saying, this is where I am today. This is where I'd like me or my practice or my community or my profession to be in one year, in five years time. You probably can't see beyond that. Um, yeah. But then knowing what sort of small steps are going to get me towards that. And uh, that the hope of truth prevailing uh, is more powerful than we can imagine if we just keep leaning deeper and, and longer into that. And uh, as I've said before, connecting that hope with other chiropractors who share it with you. Um, and for me, the thing that inspires me is, is the magnificence that we can unleash with uh, you know, the simple task of adjusting a subluxation. Right. Um, and there is, there is nothing greater that we can do. Uh, and helping each other do that, helping each other stay on path, I think is, is very important at this time. If we do all of those things, then I think we have a uh, brilliant chance to shape the future of humanity and beyond that, to shape the future of this earth biosphere because that is deeply needed at this time. Um, um, you know, none of this is going to be relevant if, uh, if we can't breathe the air that we're living in. <laughs> and um, and uh, for me, you know, I, I, I'm not politically involved in the environmental movement, but my hope is that the people I adjust when their eyes open and widen that they'll make a difference in the environment and that one of the people one of us is adjusting is going to come up with some brilliant solution to the predicament we're in and it's that sort of hope that uh, that brings me to practice every day and um, and uh, keeps me checking people and opening their eyes to the magnificence of their innate intelligence and their consciousness and the potential of their life. And I think that's, uh, that's the task that each of us have to be inspired by that every day and to just keep taking the next right step forwards every single day. Yeah. And I think, well, and again, having that intent every day going into practice, that would be awesome just to write that down. And cause again, people sometimes get busy and then they just run to practice and then they start adjusting. And if you could actually maybe just think about just what you just said about, maybe one day I'm going to, or some adjusting someone who's going to wake up and they're going to change the world. Like that, that is, that is pretty inspiring, you know, just, yeah. you know, and you know, those, those uh, moments of inspiration for people for, that are getting adjusted will never happen if they're living on a lower level of, of expression. Um, so that is what we're doing. We're, we're adjusting the next Gandhi. We're adjusting the next Richard Branson or uh, Elon <laughs> Musk or whoever it is. And, uh, you know, that, that is happening every day in our practices. And I think that the biggest task we have is to inspire ourselves every single day because we live in a world that can get us down. Mm -hmm. But there's so much beauty and, and inspiration to be had out there. Dive into it. Jump in deep. That's amazing. Well, I, I first wanted to give gratitude to you for putting this blog out into the world because um, I think a lot of chiropractors make sure you listen to it because it's super, super inspirational. And it's funny because I, I didn't know that was your intent to put it in, but that's what we, how we used you, how we've been using your blog post and sharing some of those. So, um, so there you go. Thanks very much for, for doing that. We appreciate it. Yeah, I really thank you for doing this. This is, this is one of those things that is going to make a difference, Don. So uh, thank you for your energy and focus on this. That, all right. And everybody out there, um, you know, get hooked up with Dr. Nimrod's blog. And uh, we'll get that in the show notes because uh, when you get inspired every day going to work, waiting to unleash the next um, Gandhi or the next Richard Branson, you will be able to crush the curse. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you receive value from this episode, please take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you know a fellow chiropractor that could benefit from this message, please share it with them. Because it's my goal to provide you with great content, please contact me if you have any questions at drdonmcdonald.com or find me on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.